Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, the fun part of a game this week at Fenway was, once again, Yastrzemski-infused. Other than that, not a lot to podcast about. On Wednesday night at Fenway, Grandpa Yaz threw out a ceremonial first pitch to Grandson Yaz. But then young Yaz's team went out and beat the snot out of the Sox. Career win number 1999 for Bruce Bochy. Lost number 73 this year for the Sox with 11 games still to go now. Yeah, a year after 108-54 and and a World Series title, it is suddenly not impossible that this team finishes right around 500. So rather than stew about that, let's play the music and picture some more Carl Yastrzemski first pitches. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox podcast. And here's your host, Josh this one short and sweet because let's face it once the Yaz to Yaz first pitch took place that was the highlight and now you're talking about a Red Sox team that is going to finish quite likely under 500 at home could they really be steering towards 500 for the year Josh Lewin with you Uh, one good thing happened in this game Rafael Devers home run number 30 he did it he's been stuck on 29 for a good long time but Devers putting up some magical numbers this year how magical is magical? I know you guys want some sort of uh, ammo for that, right? Well, uh, the 11th player ever with 30 homers, 100-plus runs batted in, and 100 runs in a season before turning 23. Juan Soto has now done it, too. But other than that, Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, A-Rod, Eddie Matthews, guy named Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio, Hal Trosky, old double X Jimmy Fox, and Mel Ott, who had the easiest signature ever. A lot easier than Jared Saltalamacchia, that's for, for darn sure. So a great select company. We can, I guess, talk about that for another minute, but uh, that would just be kind of uh, pandering at this point. Let's talk about games started by what was supposed to be the top four of this rotation this year. Sale, Price, Evaldi, and Porcello. Red Sox have gone 43 and 44 in those starts with a combined ERA of 5.05. That group also made up $82 million of the team's payroll this year. With Tampa Bay on the horizon, that series about to begin, Tampa Bay's big three is 30-12 and 12 with a 3.2 ERA, not 5.05. And that doesn't include Blake Snell, by the way, who was kind of their Chris Sale last year, right? Won a Cy Young last year. He hasn't been healthy this year, 6-7, and 4.19. But Morton, Glasnow, Chirinos, that's a big three. And that's why Tampa Bay is in such great shape. David Price is going to be shut down from here on. Surgery could end up being an option to deal with that wrist situation. All he can do right now is throw a fastball, basically. Uh, Anything that has a little bit of wiggle to it, he just is not comfortable throwing. So he's going to finish this year in his age 34 season, uh, 7-5 with a 4.28 
Very similar numbers to what we just talked about with Blake Snell. We will see Chris Sale on this upcoming road trip down in Tampa. He's making progress, and that's good, but he's not going to pitch again this year. And I guess all we're left to do now is just talk about what the Red Sox had to throw out there in this game because it wasn't price. It wasn't sale. Uh, they ended up starting Jules Chassin, and there's a reason he got last seen by the Milwaukee Brewers about a month, month and a half ago. They got tired of a 5.7 ERA. He's got that for the Red Sox now. Gave up four runs and two and two-thirds. Bobby Pointer pitched for a little bit. Brian Johnson, two quality innings, but even with that, his ERA is now 621. Lakins pitched an inning. Mike Schworn pitched and got hit hard. Colton Brewer pitched. Hector Velazquez gave up four runs and two-thirds of an inning. Ryan Weber finished up as the Giants ended up with 11 runs on the scoreboard. I know. Not not what you wanted to hear in a quick turnaround podcast. Let's quickly turn around Alex Cora, though. Let's hear from the manager after this latest disappointment. I think first things first, you know, I want to congratulate Bruce Boichi. Uh, 2,000 wins at this level, you know, like, that's kind of like unreal. You know, uh, I think everybody that gets to his job wished they can last that long. Uh, and, and be able to 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 do what he has done throughout his career. Um, I know people focus on the on all this stuff, whatever. But he's a winner, you know. Two thousand and the rings and the way he's gone about the business. I mean, it's been amazing. So, congratulations. I was just going to ask you what you saw from Shasin in terms of what was different tonight. Uh, he didn't make a pitch on both. Uh, on both. Uh, I think it was a one-two fastball up in the zone. He gets to it. Then he made some adjustments throughout. But uh, early on, no fastball command, which actually hurt him um, with the Brewers. And, you know, he, he relies on the slider. But if, if if you don't respect the fastball, then they can sit on it and, and stay back and then battle and then, you know, get him up in the zone and put good swings on it. Uh, Devers becomes the youngest player since 1965 to, to reach 30 home runs. Is there any other way to kind of describe the seasons he's had at the, at the plate and the field holistically? He's, he's put it all together. And uh, the most important thing is that he's not pleased with what's going on with us. That That's the most important thing. Um, he can go for six and we win and you always see him smiling on that line after the game is over. Or, you know, we, we win and he doesn't make a play. He puts his teammates in a bad spot and he's upset about it. Um, I think it was the game he went six for six in Cleveland. Uh, he he was upset because he didn't make a play. And that's who he is and we're very proud of him. That's the mentality that we have to have a, as an organization, you know, um, be a winner. And you know, it's funny because the other day he's like, oh, this is the first time I'm going to be in the playoffs. I'm like, dude, you only have two and a half years in the big league, so... You'll be okay, you know. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> he made some adjustments in the off season, and he's paying off. He, he's working hard at it. I do feel he was actually pressuring himself to to hit 30, and now he can breathe, and and maybe he's going to take off again. But uh, overall, you tell me before the season, you know, 330 and 100. Yeah, I would have signed the paper and just give me that. So we're very happy with him. You mentioned Devers missing in postseason. Obviously, for Xander, 
you know, this this won't be a normal October either, being in two World Series and four postseasons. Do you see maybe any sort of mental strain on those two guys or, or any sort of disappointment here? No, I mean, just overall. Uh, they they don't like, you know, they don't like where we're at. And obviously they're part of the future, and we're going to keep getting better. And they're, they're part of what we're going to try to accomplish in the upcoming years. And there's a few things that... We will get better. They, they they have to work on it, and they know it, and they they're gonna keep improving. That's a cool thing about it. You know, um, we're talking about probably, you know, what what they done. You know, it only happens once in you know the first time in the history of the game. You know, 30 homers and 50 50 doubles, and uh, there's still room for improvement. You know, one is 22, the other one is 26, and uh, they they take pride on on their craft and. And I, I do believe that they're going to keep getting better. All right, so there's the manager, and now we move forward, getting ready for actually a couple cool things coming up on Thursday. Going to do a quick turnaround here because it is a day game. You know, the uh, 2019 Minor League Award winners have been announced, and they'll be recognized at Fenway before the game, which is very nice. like to see Trevor Kelly getting the Lou Gorman Award. That's the one given to a minor league player who has demonstrated, as they say, dedication and perseverance in overcoming obstacles, working his way up. It's a guy that actually grew up in New England, got relocated to North Carolina, has really worked hard, and he's already with the team, so that's perfect. But we'll see Trenton Cassis as well. And only 19 years old, first-round pick in 2018, 26th overall. He was in A-ball this year. I know he only hit 256, but uh, we're talking about 20 home runs at the age of 19, 26 doubles as well. He was a South Atlantic League all-star and the first Red Sox minor leaguer to have a 20 home run season before turning 20 since Andrew Bogarts did it in 2012. So we'll see him at Fenway. Uh, We're going to see a couple other guys as well. Defensive player of the year is Ryan Fitzgerald, which is a nice story, but he's 25 and he spent all year at A-ball. Pitcher of the year is Thad Ward and only 22 two years old he too was an a-ball guy this year and kind of overachieved 2.14 era overall and uh, we'll see jaron duran as well he's 23 now but this is a guy that you might remember started out hitting basically 400 for half the season ended up hitting 303 between single a and double a 46 stolen bases which you like to hear about only five home runs but who knows at 23 if he can find a little bit more pop if he becomes somebody that eventually the red sox take a look at but one way or another you know the the reality of the red sox farm system it's not as bad as a lot of people are painting it to be. I really believe that. Brian Matta reminds people of a young Carlos Zambrano. That's nice to hear. I like that comparison. Uh, Duran, who we just talked about, some people think he could be kind of a Jacoby Ellsbury light someday. Bobby Dahlbeck's a guy we've been hearing plenty about. Uh, you know, still could be a quadruple-A guy. We don't know, but he, he could be uh, you know, kind of a Troy Gloss type from 20 years ago, too, uh, on the high end. Uh, Tanner Houck, uh, will he be a starter or a reliever? We don't know, but everybody loves his arm. There's some people in there. there. There's some stuff in the pipeline coming through. But anyway, a little bit of that as the winners of the minor league players of the year. They will be there at Fenway. And also our last chance to see Bruce Bochy. Hall of Fame managerial career. Now, I know he's got a career losing record, but also three World Series in 
five years' time, uh, I think that punches your ticket. Maybe Chris Shaw gets into a game, too. That would be nice. First uh, round pick in 2015 was terrific at AAA for the year at Sacramento for the Giants. And then he's a local guy, Boston College standout. So to get him on the field in the game on Thursday might not be bad. And we've already seen Mauricio Dubon, who was uh, the Drew Pomerantz deal. And the guy that might end up being a big thing, who knows, for San Francisco, is supposed to be part of the, the Red Sox building blocks coming up through the ranks with Devers and company. But I think that the biggest thing that we know we're going to see on Thursday from the other side is Madison Bumgarner. And I'm excited about that. It's his first career start at Fenway. And his career is kind of hitting the twilight, too. You know, And it's funny because in this Giants decade here, their great run they've had, there are two really iconic guys. have been the manager, Bochi, and the ace starter, Bumgarner. And I know Bumgarner is not what he used to be. It's the guy that allowed one run in 36 World Series innings on the way to those three rings. But he's probably heading out. I've always really liked Bumgarner just because he's really his own man. Uh, he won that Chevy truck as World Series MVP in 2014, showed up for 2015 spring training driving around in a Ford and then proceeded to do commercials for them all year. It's a guy from Granite Falls, North Carolina, across Gunpowder Creek. I crap you not, 140-acre farm in Dudley Shoals. It's a guy that as a wedding gift uh, gave his wife a cow. Seriously, grew up in a log cabin that his dad built with his own hands. And uh, I mean, I, I love stories like this. Backroads guy, deep in the Appalachians. There's a Bumgarner Lane, a Bumgarner Oil, a Bumgarner Septic Tank Company. They say if you walk into the Granite Falls town office, the secretary is a Bumgarner. So, uh, you know, they, they don't have much there. There's a bubble wrap factory about 10 miles down the road. But uh, I've always kind of been secretly weirdly fascinated with with madison bumgarner his upbringing and what he's been able to do because the red sox and giants have had similar runs when you think about it world series titles for the red sox in 04 07 and 13 was kind of their 10-year stretch before last year's world series trip and that was all with a, a group of homegrown players like pedroia and ellsbury and euclid and bogarts and lester and papelbon and buckholes for the giants they kind of condensed that. Their World Series titles were spread over five years. It was 2010, 12, and 14. And they had the homegrown players. It was Bumgarner and Posey and Kane and Crawford and Panic and Belt and guys like that. I know none of those people are Willie Mays. And, and maybe we'll end it there before we do the quick look ahead to the Red Sox side of things. As much as we've been talking about Carl Yastrzemski because of Mike Yastrzemski being in town, humor me just to, to let you people know that I think Willie Mays is still about the best thing ever. And I, I know that probably won't play real well in Boston, but you know he was way before my time. But you talk about a guy that for his generation made someone of my generation want to just go back and learn some history. It wasn't Mantle for me. It wasn't even Yaz for me. It really was Willie Mays because people said he was the all-around best baseball player of all time. He would run down fly balls like he was on a motorcycle or something. 12-time gold glover. And remember, that award wasn't created till 1957. Willie Mays broke in five years before that. So had the award been around that whole time, he probably would have won 17 gold gloves. 660 home runs. I know other people have achieved that since, but... I mean, come on, baseballs weren't flying like that back then. The guy missed two years due to service in the military, played all those games at Candlestick Park where all the surefire home runs were knocked down by the wind. 
And there are many who say, with different circumstances, Barry Bonds wouldn't have been muscling in on Hank Aaron all those years ago, but Barry Bonds would have been muscling in on his godfather, Willie Mays, for the home run record. And anybody you talk to from that era, anybody that faced him or played with him, what they talk about is the swagger, that even when he struck out, it was like, yeah, I struck out, but I'm still Willie Mays. And I think that's why I've always been fascinated with that archetype, if you will. So because it's the only time that the Red Sox play the Giants uh, now until the next three or four years, it's my one chance to tell you that I I secretly uh, always appreciated Giants fans' love of Willie Mays, just like I'm sure hopefully they appreciate Red Sox fans' secret love of Carl Yastrzemski to this day. And again, the Yaz to Yaz first pitch, probably the highlight of all that went on on Wednesday. So looking ahead to Thursday on the Red Sox side, it is a chance for Eduardo Rodriguez to keep on towards those 20 wins. That is not his goal. He says his goal is 200 innings, which I think he will check off. But 20 wins, to me, that's more impressive than 200 innings. Maybe not to Eddie, but it is to me, especially in this day and age where wins are not currency anymore. He's got 17 of those bad boys and only six losses, 3.64 ERA. Last time out, a dozen strikeouts against the Phillies, unfortunately took a no decision, but he's been going deep into games constantly, six or more innings, seven of his last eight starts. And the difference has been his command. He's commanding everything. He's got the great fastball command, obviously, inner half to righties has been there pretty much all year. He's been aggressive, establishing that part of the strike zone. He works the cutter really well, the changeup away to righties. You got all that working. You all of a sudden can can do your thing, not just against lefties, but against righties, and that's been a huge difference for Eddie this year. So it's a really neat little pitching matchup, if nothing else, Eduardo Rodriguez against Madison Bumgarner, and then it's off on the lonely road trying to spoil the Tampa Bay Rays and their run at getting one of those wild card spots. So once again, didn't go real well at Fenway, but at least it went along quicker on Wednesday than it did on Tuesday. Red Sox lose, and they're slipping a little too close to the 500 mark for my personal taste and, and probably yours as well. And uh, hopefully they they make a little statement with Eddie on the mound on Thursday afternoon. This is Sox Daily. This is Josh Lewin. We'll leave it here and talk to you soon. Thanks so much for the download, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.